Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! Did you go early? Me? Yeah. Yeah, I did. I got I got nervous. I got nervous. I got really nervous. I heard a little like peep. I heard a little bow peep over there. Did you hear did you hear like a hey peep or like a was like like you were gonna say something but you didn't really like you were waiting for that that bass line to come in and you but you weren't quite sure and you just kinda forgot momentarily or something. Oh, I'm so dumb. Yeah, I, got, I don't know why I got so nervous. Yeah, I can see that. Ah, This is Asinine Radio. This is the first week of January in the year 2020. Thank you. A what? Year 2020. Exactly. 20 year old reference. Exactly. Exactly. Sounds like someone's got the Zachly disease. Exactly. Well, thank you all for listening and returning to the podcast. Uh, this is Asinine Radio. My name is Tyler. On the other end is Jeff. A uh, friend of the pod, Sloan, is listening in too, but he doesn't have a microphone, but that's okay. Uh, this week, we're going to get into our Fearless Beer Review, then we're going to get into our Songs of the Week, and then we're going to round it out with some new music and other happenings in the music world because things are picking up again because it's the beginning of the new year so go rate review and subscribe to us on itunes follow us on social media at asinai radio now jeff let's get right into our fearless beer review do you know what the zachary disease is i do not know what the zachary disease oh it's it's a very common thing but it's where your face looks exactly like your butt (laughs) 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 that's the zachary disease but anyway I'm I'm bringing in um, it's it's called FSB, and then it's a part two, 2019. FSB. Yeah, FSB. What did you say FSB stood for, Sloan? That's what he said. Yeah, fat. What did he say? He said FSB stood for fat, stupid bitch, but it doesn't. Wow, Sloan. (laughs) Yeah, he's very cranky or something. It actually stands for Fair State Brewing. Doesn't it also stand for um, uh, in Russia? Yeah, yeah. The F. Wait, no, not the. Fuck, man. The FSB was is the uh, the Secret Service, I think, in Russia. That makes sense because the label is like red, and it kind of looks like I don't know, like uh, something to do with Russia. I guess Russia Federal Security Service. Is that what you're thinking of? Federal, yeah, yeah. Federal yeah. Security Service of the Russian Federation. Yeah, something like that. FSB. FSB, yep. So yours is Russian, and my beer is actually re- related to Russia as well. Kind no, of a weird coincidence. my beer is actually not Russian. Um, it's from Minnesota. But the FSB, that's what I'm referring to. And you know what I was trying to say. I didn't know what you were trying to say. So You did. Do it. Anyway. Anyway. What, so you're from Minnesota, you said? Yeah. Minnesota, okay. when you have a drinking quota... Ooh, that's a good song. But um, this this brewery is a cooperative, and I I was trying to read what that meant, and I just I did not understand it. 
Okay. <laughs> but like, <laughs> do you have like any? Dude, I just I did not understand it. I just I don't get it. I'm gonna try and do my best. But so a cooperative is a is a brewery or an entity, any kind of business that is not owned by like a person. I think it's owned by like a lot of people, oh. similar to just like handing out shares to any kind of company but those people don't like own the company they own the cooperative and i know weird. and i know i used the word in the ex- explanation but that's like I, that's the best i could explain it huh that's that is weird i've never fucking no idea never heard of that before no idea what any of that means but it's kind of funny because i guess this beer is actually a collaboration with another uh brewery F- humble forager brewery and the dude there is like a great pastry chef or something. So this beer is a salted caramel pastry stout. Oh God, dude. At thirteen percent, baby. Thirteen? Oh my 13 god. Thirteen percent. You're gonna be on the fucking floor. Can't stand you. Can't stand it. Well, mine is definitely not that strong. Uh I'm gonna butcher this name. Yeah. Uh so this comes from a brewery called Baltica. It's in uh, St. Petersburg, Russia. Wait. This is a uh, what? Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just thinking aloud. I think I've had some stuff from them. Well, Baltica is owned by Carlsberg, so you know Carlsberg is like a Carlsberg, Cronenberg, a Corona, um, and several other, a lot of other beers actually. Uh, but this one is called Zigulevsko Fermenoy. Fermenoy. What are you even doing? That's the, that's what this beer is called. Just Z- don't. Z- Zigolevsk- oh my god! Feminoi. Femin- oh. I don't even know. But uh, it had on the on the the front of the can. I got this is a big can. It's like a twenty four ounce can, and it has a well endowed woman um, with her her magumbos hanging out, well uh, holding the tray. Big wiener. What? She's well endowed, so she's got a big wiener. No, her her magumbos, <laughs> her her breastuses. Yeah, that th- those are those are big, and she's holding a tray of uh, of beer, and uh, it's four and a half percent. Like I said, this is in, is from Saint per- Saint Petersburg, Russia. It's actually brewed and canned in Russia, and then imported here. So that's kind of interesting. It has like a like a an American label, like paper label, stamped onto it what's over like the Russian barcode. What's the brewery name? Just spell like the first like four uh, letters. It's. Baltica. That's the name of the beer, right? What's the brewery name? The brewery. That's the name, name of the brewery. Baltica is the, the brewery. Baltica is the brewery, and it What's was B A L, B A L T I K A. Jesus. Yeah, and this brewery it began in the year 1990, and it was actually founded by a uh, an Afghan-born man named Naif Achakazi. I don't fucking know. I applaud you for your for your attempts, but damn. Yeah, I'm I'm fucking this damn, one up. But then yeah. eventually it was sold to Carlsberg. hundred percent of it was sold to them. And now they uh they export it all over the world. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. I got this at Bevmo too, I was surprised. It seems like very like a very uh bootleg janky beer, but I'm hoping it's good. I'm, I'm really li- hoping it. I'm like pretty sure I've had unless they make a lot of those. Whoa! Do you those want to do you wanna you want what? to see a picture of it? Baltica. What? I'm just Googling it real quick to see if I've... But they probably have multiple beers. Yeah, no, they have a lot of beers. Is it a blue label? Is it blue? Here, I'll send you a picture of it right now. All right, I just sent you a link to 
the Baltica website with the beer that I'm drinking right now. Oh my god, into my year of birth. <laughs> okay, go. I'm 21. Oh no, I haven't had this one. Have you, you had haven't this had one? this one? No, nope, can't zoom in. No, no, he's not had that one. I swear, I've had things by this brewery, the Baltica. I mean, probably. Probably, Wouldn't yeah. Be surprised. Probably you're right. Probably. Yeah, because I'm so smart. Yeah, that's probably it. See, there it is again. Probably. So anyway, yeah, I'm gonna pour this. <laughs> okay. Oh, this is pours black like the night. Oh, dude, that is so gross. Oh, that was a good cracking. Some good cracking, baby. This probably has an SRM of like eighty. Max, oh, SRM is the max. SRM, SRM is the um, the how translucent it is. Yeah, right? it's it's a standard rate of measurements. So that's that's what that is. Okay. I just made that up, Chad. That's not what SRM stands for. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, this smells gross. Ooh, <laughs> oh man, this. Oh, dude, this smells, it smells so like good. a uh, like a Carl's Junior oh, cheeseburger. Damn, Gina. Oh God, no! That is gross. I hope it tastes good. Wait, I really hope it tastes good. What does your smell like, Carl's Junior? It smells like a Carl's Junior cheeseburger, like a Western. No, just like a regular, like you know, ninety nine. I don't know how much the regular small cheeseburgers are, but that's what it smells like. I do like Carl's Junior cheeseburgers. I think they're I the best too. of all the fast food cheeseburgers. I like them too, but I don't like that this beer smells like it. Whew. Okay, you ready for this one? Yeah. All right. Here we go. Cheers to the daddies. Oh. That's good. Now, this doesn't really have a lot of taste. Does it not taste it like a has, Carl's Jr. cheeseburger? No, thankfully it does not. That's good. Um, it has a pretty like dry dry taste to it. Kind of like similar to like um like an Asahi. Or something like that. Mm. That's kind of what it reminds me of. It's good. It's not bad. But I will never drink this again. No reason to. I'd rather go with a buddy or something. <clears throat> so what are you going to give this beer with our three-point rating system? Three being a perfect beer. Two being a good beer you're going to recommend. One, a bad beer, but you should try once. And zero is just a trash fire. I'm still... I don't know. There's, 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 a, lot of, there's a lot of complexity to this beer. And I'm and I'm tasting I'm tasting different notes at different times. There's there's a lot of things going on. People are working at different times. The shifts are coming in weird. So I think I'm I think I'm gonna do a couple more sips and then I'm gonna and then I'm gonna get down to my rating. Okay. Well, before I get my rating, I do want to read. There wasn't there weren't a lot of comments on my beer. Um, I don't know why, but there haven't been. But I did want to mention this one because this guy is just so far up his own ass. Uh, this comes from. His name on Beer Advocate is Smack a What, and this was from October twentieth, twenty nineteen, and he wrote, "Poured from the bottle into a Libby style Pilsner glass." <laughs> uh oh, the green bottle roulette. Will there be the skunk monster? Fairly dark looking pills slash lager, hinting a dark brass, but with good clarity. Some nice, very fine rising bubbles going to a fairly light, fluffy white head. Head creation manages a slightly two-finger punch, but settles to a more simple, thin puck and good collar. What, are you, what is he talking about? I have no idea, but there's more. Aroma detection is luckily avoiding the skunk monster. The brew gives, gives more towards a light Vienna. It seems with hints of sweet caramel-like malt, but with a lighter touch. Not much of a hot presence, 
but then again wasn't expecting one. There is something a bit odd coming off this. Not bad necessarily, but sort of fussel. Fussel? Yeah, F-U-S-E-L. But not terribly. Is it fusel? Sort of fusel or fussel, but not terribly. Fairly clean smelling, but not totally for a lager. Light bodied with some sticky malt touches on first sip. Not too wet and fairly solid mouthfeel for a 4.5 ABV. It's mid-palate. Hits with a light caramel, but also there's a bit of steely-like hop presence. The aftertaste is very much all over and contains the bulk of the flavors, which is a bit chaotic. Steel and bitter hop presence, sweet, faint banana tones mixed with caramel, lots of carbon dioxide finishing, and some very prickly, gaseous heat. This guy is awful. I mean, just to use the, to use the word fusel, I think it is fusel. Is it? Which is, okay. uh, it, it's... It's a mixture of several alcohols produced as a byproduct of the alcoholic fermentation process. Oh my god! And in German, the word "fusel" means it means bad liquor. Okay, I thought you were gonna say butt. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess "fusel" is like an actual term that people use. It is okay. When yeah, I've never. Butthole. I guess I mean yeah, you have to be a real big butthole to fucking use that. But then. But settles to a more simple, thin puck and good color. I don't know what the fuck puck is. No, I have no idea either. And then another good one that I thought was really stupid was um, lots of carbon dioxide finishing and some very prickly, gaseous heat. No idea what that fucking means. This guy's I, I, awful. Prickly heat? Prickly, mm-hmm. gaseous heat. Yeah. Sounds like a, like a really hot fart. So, so a puck is also in, in medieval English folklore. It's a malicious fairy or demon. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's what he's talking about, probably. Yeah, 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 a very thin fairy. A malicious fairy with a good collar. Aren't so. fairies supposed to be nice? No, fairies are like mischievous and like fucked up. I think, right? I don't fuck. I don't know. I I think they are. I don't know. My I'm entire, not a fairy My entire fairy knowledge comes from basically what's ah damn I forgot Boondock Saints. No, the what? what's the Thumbelina? Not Thumbelina. What's the girl oh, from Peter Pan? Tinkerbell. Oh, Tinkerbell. Yeah. Thumbelina. <laughs> 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 Fucking bootleg Disney movie, right? <laughs> I know it's like one of the most bootleg fucking Disney movies. Yeah, that's my that's the extent of my knowledge of fairies. <laughs> was she even a fairy though? Tinkerbell. Yeah, I guess she what was. What would you call her? I don't know. But yeah, then you I got like so. fairy godmothers, right? Like old ass fairies, and then the old ass fairies from Cinderella. True. Like, how do fairies just live forever? I don't know. Yeah, I would think so. I don't unless maybe somebody can kill them, but I don't think they die of old age. Yeah, Thumbelina was knows? fucking Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers <laughs> bullshit when they were trying to jump <laughs> like, on that bandwagon in the nineties. Like Thumbelina and like Anastasia. Oh, Anastasia! Bootleg, bootleg Disney movies right there. Oh, you remember that one that they're in the Fern Gully? Ferngully, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's another Ferngully was one. dope, though. Ferngully was good. That one was good. All right. So what are you going to rate your beer with our rating system, Jeff? That was 20th Century Fox, which is now owned by Disney, right? Uh, I think so, yeah. So we can see fucking Ferngully on Disney Plus at some point. It's very possible. They what haven't even put Home there? Improvement on there. I don't know why they would, but... Oh, there's, 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 the there's the first but not last Home Improvement plug on this podcast tonight. What do you mean the first and last? No, the first and not last. Oh, not last. Well, maybe. We might bring it up later. I, I for sure 100% will because it ties into our album of the week. Does it really? It does. Oh, no shit. Can't wait. I'm excited. 
Oh, fuck, man. Yeah, Disney Plus needs to get on it and put Home Improvement on there since it got taken off Hulu. Did you watch Aladdin last night? Wow. The the live action one? Or? No. The the one with the Robin Williams, yeah. Wow, is that a positive like, or a negative? Wow, that movie is better than I remember it being. Wow. Oh, really? Better? Okay. Absolutely unbelievable. I mean, it's a great movie, yeah. It's top three for sure. So far, so far, I haven't <laughs> gone through. I haven't gone through the whole catalog yet, <laughs> no, no, but it's no. definitely top three. I stopped at a, at Lion King or Aladdin, whichever one came last. Dude, watching that that um, that a day in the life of Disney that really like pumped me back up and got me into the Disney mood. <laughs> you should watch it. It's good. I did Solid. watch it. I watched it a couple nights ago. Did you like it? Yeah, it was good. It was a good documentary. Did you also Except watch that, the like shorts the good after? I watched one of the shorts. I watched the one with uh, the scuba the diver. diver. Yeah. yeah, the diver. So good. But, yeah, the only thing I didn't really care for about the the full documentary was the Good Morning America part. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't give a shit about that. Like, so plus, it, like it was it was so I don't know it was so televised and broadcasted and it was so out there for everybody. And she actually like put the cameras into the room and so everybody knew about it. And so I would like to see more no-name people, janitors, and people that clean up, like, the shit from the horses. Like, those are the people I want to see. I don't care about fucking Good Morning America people either. <laughs> Especially because I can just turn the fucking TV on and see her every morning. That's, that's a very good point. All right. So what do you got, Jeff, with your beer? I'm what still... Rate I, I, I'm I'm giving this, for sure, as of right now, nothing less than a 2.25. That's that's it's only high. it's only gonna go up from there. I think I'm probably gonna end on like a two point seven, but I'm I'm not I don't know if I'm there yet. Okay. Well we'll stick with a two point two five and you'll get back to us later on on your rating if it decides to change. This is good. This is really good. Uh, I really don't think it's very good, no. This is not this is not like the best beer I've ever it's had not? in my life. It's not. But at thirteen percent you don't taste the alcohol here and I hate I fucking hate tasting alcohol in my beer. I just want my beer to taste like chocolates and coffee and pastry stouts and things like that i don't want to taste the alcohol this hides it very well the i i had um over the weekend friend of the pod mike uh he got the this bottle of rum like this navy rum and it was probably one of the worst things i've ever tasted (laughs) in my entire life i actually gagged and i teared up because it was so bad and i don't know and he claimed he claims to like it him, I don't know why, but he does, and it's like sixty percent alcohol, and it's just, it's so, it's so bad. Like, I don't even know. I don't even know why I brought this up, but because we're talking yeah. about that taste of alcohol, and yeah, and it just, it, how this gross was it like is. straight rubbing alcohol. It was just so bad. <laughs> is and that, then, ugh, is that the one that he bought from that place, and they shipped it to him like nine months later? <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Nice. That's oh, why he likes so it because he had to wait so long. Well then, but then they he thinks that it, it they sent him the wrong one because the one he ordered he said didn't taste like that. It was like a lot sweeter, and it you can really taste the alcohol. How the so fuck either, do you remember that from like nine months ago? Well, after drinking the one that he got, you will probably remember because this is just so bad. Oh god, it was awful. I don't even remember the name of it. But I, I think anyway. the place was called like Lost Spirits or something. Maybe something like that. I don't know. It's somewhere in Long Beach, I think. But uh, my beer, the uh, the uh, I'm not even gonna try to pronounce the stupid fucking name of it. But this Russian beer, I'm gonna give it a 1.5. I'll never get back to it. It's okay. It's like drinking like a Bud Light or like a Natty Natty Light or something like that. Nothing Dang. really that great. <laughs> 
Ooh, that's a goodie. That's a good one. <laughs> All right, you ready to move on? Ready to get on with this? Sure. The shit show. Whatever you want to do. Okay. Well, let's get into the songs of the week. Sure. Because we can. That's what you want to do. Uh, I, I brought two picks to the table. Jeff brought one. I figure we could start with mine first, the one that doesn't really relate to hip hop. Does that sound good with you? Actually, all three of our picks are kind of connected. <sighs> Maybe very loosely. They are. Maybe. Well, my first kind pick of. is from The Cure. Uh, it's their song, Us or Them. And I've never, I mean, I, I like the, I've liked what I heard, what I've heard from the Cure. Never really disliked it or hated it or anything. But on my on my Discover Weekly um, playlist on Spotify, this particular song came up, and I was shocked to to read that it was the Cure. It sounds so far removed from everything I've ever known from them. And then looking into it, it's because on this record from 2004, they worked with Ross Robinson, one of the greatest producers of all time. And Ross Robinson's known for bringing out like the craziest in people when he records them, and I feel like this song really shows that. And I thought that was really kind of cool, kind of stepping out of their comfort zone and making this song in this record. But, but you even you you said you liked it, right? Yeah, it was good. I mean, I don't I don't like the Cure. How do you, how do you, you say it like weird? The Cure. Is not how you spell. I'm saying it right, right? Well, now that it, now it's one of those words again. Now that I'm I'm questioning myself, how you do you say it like Cure? The nope, cure. I don't say the cure. The cure. Say, well, because if you, if you say the cure, that's like having a Q instead of a C. But then you saying right? cure, like the cure. But cure. I'm not saying cure. cure. That'd be without the E. There's no like Y in there. Cure. 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 You're, you're the right. Cure. The cure. The cure. No, the cure. That's how you say. No, it just sounds stupid. Doesn't <laughs> it? Fucking <laughs> dumbest name ever. The dumbest name ever. <laughs> no, but I I did like this song. I, I don't like the cure. But I, I liked the song. It was heavier. It was faster the than cure. what I was accustomed to. And I, th- that is to be said. I, I haven't listened to their entire discography. So mm-hmm. I only know kind of like the bangers and, and things of that nature. But of those ones, I don't... Again, I think the, the Cure is one of the bands from that decade that people just kind of bring up in conversation. Like, oh, you like 80s music? What do you like? Oh, you like The Cure? The Cure? The Cure. The <laughs> Cure. <laughs> It's like it's like the Cure and the Smiths. Those are like the two big ones from the eighties. Oh, that's so funny because my pick relates to the Smiths. Oh well, my pick doesn't. Um, I don't even know where I'm gonna go. But uh, but okay, some. Well, uh, <laughs> I can't talk today because I'm. I remember I, Ross Robinson was on a podcast like a year ago, and he was talking about making this Cure record. Cure this Cure this the Cure record. And he was saying, like, at this point in this band's career, they only surrounded themselves with the Yes Men. And Ross Robinson said, said, you know, fuck that. I'm gonna tell if it doesn't sound good, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you that it sounds good, you know? So he ended up just like actually talking back to Robert Smith and the rest of the band. And apparently Ross and I think maybe the drummer or the guitarist, like they would like get in heated arguments and everything about like the way shit sounded because Ross would just say, No, it just sounds straight up bad. Like, why would you do that? But then ended up being Robert Smith, like, loved that that style of producing and has said, like, you know, this is one of the, his favorite records that, that the band put out, which I thought was really cool. And this was in 2004? 2004, yeah. Yeah, well, it and, took um, 30 years to put out something good. <laughs> I know. Well, here's the song uh, Us or Them 
by The Cure. That's a sweet fade right there, right? Yeah, it was okay. I've I've heard better. No, that look at the fade's still going. You know why that song is good is because it sounds like like a good cover band covering just any song in the style of the Cure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, <laughs> that's an interesting viewpoint for sure. That's that's why that song is so good. <laughs> And just like looking I, at their discography, looking at like what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven albums prior to this. And this is the first song that I've heard that I liked. That by you the, liked by it. the Cure. By the Cure. By the Cure. But you know, being Ross Robinson and who he is, of course, they only worked with him once because that's usually how most bands are with him. One and done. Baby. They work with him. They work with him once, and then it's always been too. It's always too intense, and they never want to go back to experience the torment that Ross puts them through, which is so interesting. Like, I don't know. It's crazy, but he's so like well loved and liked, but nobody wants to work with him after the first time. It's crazy. I mean, that's cool. It it makes sense. Somebody pushes you to your, to your limit and you hit that limit and you put out something incredible and phenomenal. And then you're done. Like you see a lot of time with athletes too. Athletes when they win a championship, sometimes they'll they'll leave the team that they just were on because they're like they're fucking tired of that. They're tired of them being pushed so hard to their limit. Yeah. 
But you know what but that means? That means they're quitters. That that's true. Look at Kobe, baby. Look at Kobe. Kobe never quit. No, he never did. He was the greatest of all time. Go. <laughs> all right. Well, what do you got for your pick? Uh, I'm I, curious. Well, no, I'm, I'm actually no, so I'm not that curious. I did. I was also going to say that my favorite Cure song was "Close to Me," but oh, the okay. Get Up Kids did a cover of it, and it's a million times better. I can see that. I can see that. The Get Up Kids but doing I, the Cure is probably better than the Cure themselves. <laughs> I noticed though, because I, I listened to this record, this entire uh, the one that the song's on, and I I I really came to realize so many artists have tried to sound like like Robert Smith. It's crazy. Like how influential he is, like, and the, the two biggest examples that I could think of off the top of my head are like Brandon Flowers from The Killers, and like Tom DeLonge. Like they try so hard to sound like Robert Smith, the both of them. I, I, I don't know why though, because he's not like a great singer. He just has a unique style. Yeah, it's bizarre. Unique. So like it's I, so bizarre. I agree with you on fifty percent of what you just said. I do think what, that 50%? I do I do think that Brandon Flowers tries to sound like him. And like they're kind of like like the killer's music kind of like mimics his his kind of style of how he writes and things. I, I don't think Tom DeLonge is necessarily mimicking because he talks like that in real life and like every everything we've ever seen him do, that's how he talk. He talks like a weirdo. Like Christopher Walken doesn't go home and talk like he does in the movies. He probably talks like a normal guy. Tom DeLonge talks yeah. like a weirdo all the time. <laughs> With his Poway accent, yeah, Poway. Po, every time he's, every time anybody says Poway or Poway, <laughs> I think of that techno or that <laughs> auto tune thing. The robot. Oh, it's so good. Poway. Power. I'm not gonna even try yeah, to find right. it, but yeah. So my uh, my pick man. this week for some reason I can't remember why, but there was a specific reason for it. I got into Anthrax, and I think it start. Oh, actually, I know exactly how to start. Okay, I was watching Airheads, the movie Airheads with Brendan Fraser. Ooh, great Sandler. movie, fantastic movie. And there were there was a bunch of like uh, there was a bunch of cool things that now that we've kind of gone over like music I, I'm picking up different things here and and I've, I I I realized that they like kind of that thrash metal from like the late '80s early '90s that was like Brendan Fraser's group the Lone Rangers that was their thing mm-hmm. and they were sick and tired of the big rock bands like Guns N' Roses and all these other dumb kind of like glam rock bands kind of yeah and, stadium and, rock. They were just tired of it, and so they took over this radio station. And I'm just giving you a synopsis in the movie. Nobody cares. But they played an Anthrax song in there, and it was called London. And I didn't know it was Anthrax, but they played the song. I was like, wow, that's a cool fucking song. Like, who is that? And I looked it up. It was Anthrax. I said, dude, Anthrax is much better than I remember them being. And so what did I do? I just said, hey, I'm going to start from day one. I'm going to start from the first album, and I'm going to go, and I'm going to listen to everything. Did you actually listen to all their records? I got four. Actually, I got 3.5 albums deep. I was like, done, done. <laughs> so their first album, Fistful of Metal, doesn't have their their normal singer, uh, Joey Belladonna. Mm-hmm. Right? So yeah. then he came in on the second album, Spreading the Disease. And then I did that whole thing. I did a whole, the whole thing of Monday Living. And then their fourth album, State of Euphoria, I got like halfway through it. I was like, I'm just done. I just they're not there's nothing good, man. They're not good. There's yeah, I they're don't get fucking it. like B team status. They are. They, they really are that's B-team. why they're always like that's why they're always build build at like the bottom whenever they have like the big thrash festivals. Like Anthrax is always at the bottom of the bill. I get they're, they're I don't understand it either. They're like the equivalent of like all time low when it comes to pop punk. Yeah, they, you know? yeah. That's right? what they are. They're they're the, that's what they are, absolutely. 
to put it because they're like, not they're not bad. They're just like there's nothing. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing that stands <laughs> out to me at least. To put it in sports terms, they're like the Luke Walton of music. They're always going to be there. They're consistent. They're going to give you just enough to kind of be able to stick around. Yeah. But nothing more. They're, they're never going to be the stars. They're never going to headline like you said. They're never going to shoot the, the game-winning free throw or three-pointer or anything like that. They're just they're B team. They're solid B material. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that. You need those rocks kind of in, the, in, in your lineup, right? Yeah. But I think that their, their image – their name and Scott Ian is like eighty percent of who they are, rather than their music. Yeah, and they've marketed themselves phenomenally well, and they do a good job at that. So I'll give them that. But dude, the music's so fucking boring. <laughs> I like so how, boring. You're not a thrashman at all, but the one thrash band that you go to listen to to like really introduce yourself to the genre is fucking Anthrax. Like you could have gone Slayer, you could have gone '80s Metallica. You could have gone uh, Megadeth. You could have gone even Iron Maiden, which isn't really thrash. But, I mean, there's so many, like, big, huge bands that are bigger than Anthrax and much better than Anthrax. But you go with them for three and a half albums. It's crazy. It's that remarkable. was that was a lot, too. <laughs> I can't believe you did it. it but, like, and then, I, and then I listened to, because my neighbor that lives here, he, uh, two doors down, like, one of his favorite bands of all time is Suicidal Tendencies, and so on New Year's Eve, we came back to oh, our yeah, house, and we were just listening to like a fuck ton of like thrash music. And I was telling him how much I think it's stupid and it's overrated, and it's not like when you say the word thrash, you think like, oh, dude, this shit's gonna fuck me up, and it doesn't. It fucks nothing up, <laughs> at least for Anthrax. Well, yeah, Anthrax definitely not. But throw on Slayer. I mean, that's gonna that's I, some I heavy fast shit. I can't say to that because I've never. I've, I don't think I've ever listened to an entire album by Slayer. But he threw on the first two albums by Suicidal, like their self-titled first album, and that that's fucking so good. I know, right? And that's <laughs> it's weird too because that had the song institutionalized on it, and I think that song is like the weakest song on the album because it's yeah, kind it, of it doesn't really represent that album at all. Yeah, and that's all. That's always what I've kind of figured Suicidal was. Like I've always just thought Suicidal was just like what like institutionalized. That's kind of boring. That's weird. That really goes nowhere. That's a gimmick, right? <laughs> but dude, they're fucking they're so good. And that kind of bleeds yeah, into our I album of the that. week too because I was it, I was surprised and disappointed by our album of the week. Okay. Well, I mean, we'll get more into that when when we get into the meat and potatoes of the of that episode, but But yeah, uh, London by Anthrax. It's actually yeah, a, it's actually a, the Smiths cover. So that's why What is it really? Yeah, it's a cover by the Smiths. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. So it's not okay. even their song. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, here here it is. London by uh by the Anthraxes.
Now, did you hear that beep like 10 seconds ago? No, I was, I was, I was rocking out like the Lone Rangers. Dude, I could have sworn I heard a beep and I wasn't sure if that was in the song. Okay. No, anyway. I did not hear a beep. I didn't. I wasn't listening for a beep. So it must have know. been my computer then. Who knows? Possibly. Who knows? Who effie knows? Not me. Not. Tyler. It is. It is. It is. It is important to point out that that is not the the Joey Belladonna vocalist. That is John Bush. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. So I I just don't. So like taking a step back, I think my my first introduction to thrash metal was probably twofold institutionalized and then new thrash by sublime from <laughs> is that their first album i think it's 40 ounces 40 right? ounces i think okay. it's 40 ounces yeah and i was like okay this is new thrash and that that song is fucking fast it's hard it's cool it's got an awesome breakdown that song is absolutely perfect and it's like not even two minutes long and they 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 achieved all of that in less than two minutes Mm-hmm. And so I said, okay, cool. Like thrash metal. If this is what I have to look forward to, then that's rad. That's awesome. And then I think I kind of like semi got into thrash, like very, very briefly. And then I think I've I moved on to Slayer. But then all of, like the Slayers, like their popular songs, I I'm like this is it. Like this is not this is not super fast. They sing too much. Like I just want to hear Slayers. Wait, not fast enough for you? The like the popular songs that I heard from Slayer back in whatever fucking the early probably early to mid nineties. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> dude, again, I have not listened to a lot of it's Slayer crazy, music. Man, you're crazy. I'm just saying, like, enlighten me, enlighten me, brother, enlighten I me. Mean, I'm, I'm I'm reaching with, out with all it with all of this this thrash talk. I kind of want to do a thrash album, you know. But see, I I'd like to go the Metallica route route. But I'm not sure if I'm not sure it would be fast enough for you, because they're a little bit more melodic than like Slayer is or Megadeth. I can't stand that you call yourselves thrash metal and you fucking like sing like you're like you're an '80s hairband bullshit. Yeah, that bothers me. Mm -hmm. Just can't do it. Can't stand it. Can't stand you. (laughs) Yeah, that that song wasn't very good. I don't really like that song. What London? Yeah, London. What? I, just, I didn't think it was that good. That's the best Anthrax song that I heard when I did my little Anthrax listen, for I, sure. 100%. I honestly have never heard a, heard a good Anthrax song. I just Fair. don't like them. I just, they're not, I don't understand the appeal at all. But I, dude, I don't either. But for what it's worth, that was on their Sound of White Noise from 93, if you're out there looking for it. Oh, Jesus Christ. And it's, and it's like a, like a bonus track, so it's not even on the album. <laughs> Well, so there you go. Let's let's actually move on. Well, I, I guess technically I do like one Anthrax song because that's the one I chose as my second pick. Uh, this one came up on my Discover Weekly on Spotify as well. I had heard this song many many times before because of it was on the Tony Hawk Two soundtrack, uh, and so you know I heard it all the fucking time. But it's the uh, it's their cover of Bring the Noise, another cover, not even an original. And uh, but they actually had Chuck D and Flavor Flav on there to to add the vocals instead of uh, Joey Belladonna. But yeah, this is a banger of a song, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the, the public enemy version or like their, their part in this. And this is like you said, a cover song. And so it's, 
it only captures that essence because they had them on there. So that it's almost like they're just cheating. It's almost like a public enemy song featuring Anthrax, and I kind of don't like that. But it is a but good it's song. It's good. <laughs> you can't deny it. It's I, good. I mean, it is good. <sighs> okay, here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna play a little bit. Here it is. Uh, Bring the noise by Anthrax and Public Enemy. Enemy and Anthrax, great fucking song. Like it's, it, I would say this is a better like rap 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 rap. Ooh, oh, on, this girl. is a tough one. This rap is a better rock. yeah. Oh, dude, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> that Baldica is getting to you. The Russians that, that are poisoning fusel. me. Ah. Oh. This is a better rap rock song than the Run DMC and Aerosmith song, right? You'd agree with me on that one, uh, right? I like this more. I mean, exponentially more. But that that Run DMC Aerosmith Walk it's This good. Way bullshit is is just that's like the poster child for for a perfect mashup collaboration it was almost like those two it was almost like the the mark and tom for i miss you thing those people those both of those groups wrote the songs for yeah. themselves but really they wrote them for each other that's <laughs> what a that's dumb what happened comparison. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh that's ridiculous but this is yeah. what i'm saying dude anthrax hooks that like for some reason they got they they were able to hook up with public enemy and like that solidified themselves not only in 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 the thrash community, in the metal community, but also in the rap community. Yeah. It's annoying because they're not good at either. 
<laughs> that's very true. Ah, uh, okay. Well, that's it for the songs of the week. Uh, let's just get into the new music and we'll uh, we'll wrap it up. Sound good? I'm gonna buy an Anthrax T-shirt. Why? No. Because don't. then, so, because then somebody's gonna oh, you like Anthrax? And it's like, no, I hate Anthrax. And then I'm gonna proceed to tell them why all the reasons I fucking <laughs> think they're overrated and bullshit. No, they are bullshit. But go ahead with your speech. Uh, yeah, some some new songs. Really, only one new song has come out. Uh, that's from Zebrahead. They put out a new song called Shock and Awe by the Sea. It's good Zebrahead. It's what you'd Solid. expect. It's Solid. a good song. It is, yeah. I mean, I could play it if you want. No, it's not. I mean, if it's like every other Zebrahead song. But, I mean, it's good. Like Their new album that's going to come out eventually... It's gonna be good. Yeah. Well, this is. I think this was a B side from their last one. Oh, okay. So this yeah. is not. A, this is not gonna be a new song from a new album. I, I don't think so because they put out their last record last year. So. But, but dude, Zebra has been making solid music since like ninety eight, ninety nine. Yeah, something like that. I think Wasted Mind came out in like ninety nine. I I think you're right. And then, well, then especially since they got Dan Palmer in the band on guitar. DP, like it's your boy. Ripping it up on the guitar. If you don't know who he is, he's the guitar player for Death by Stereo. Another great hardcore band. It's weird because we talk about him a lot, like in various albums that we do or like bands that we talk about. He pops up a lot. He does, yeah. Because, I mean, he's like, he's to me, I think he's like a super influential guitar player in like the Orange County scene. He's it's like the Josh Freeze of guitar playing. <laughs> he's fucking, he's a great guitar player. And he's like, he's he looks cool. And like whenever he looks he's, cool, there you go. <laughs> like, like <laughs> well, he does. He looks cool, and then like whenever you hear him talk or like have a conversation, it's like he's like a funny dude. He likes to goof around, and like he just seems like a really awesome guy. I've never met him, but I'm, maybe someday I will. Who knows? Maybe we'll get him on the pod. Who knows? Yeah, next week probably. You never know. Um, never know. So that's about it for some new music. So let's get into to some some news. That have happened. That has happened this week. Um, Angel and Airwaves, they announced that there's going to be a new documentary about the band getting back together. It's going to be released some be released sometime this year. Uh, the little clip they 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 released had a new Angel and Airwaves song too. So if you're into that, go check it out. I'm sure it'll be interesting, at the least. Maybe not great, but interesting. Um, <laughs> That's a nice way to put boring, but okay. <laughs> You haven't even seen it yet. How can you even Dude, say they that? just put out they put out so much material for a band that just hasn't really been good since their first album. Like what? How much stuff have they put every out? Every single movie that they've done, every album they've done, every they've little done fucking one movie. documentary bullshit. They've done one documentary. There was like a two parter or something, wasn't it? No, they did one movie and they've done one documentary. Fuck out, they've done more than one movie. No, they they did they only did Love. Love was the only movie they did. How how no, you're a fucking liar. I serious. I think you're lying. <laughs> that was it. And then they they did the the Start the Machine documentary about the making of the first record. That's two movies right there. Well, Boring the one's boring. a documentary and one's a movie. There's a difference. That's a movie. You watch it on the screen, it's a movie. No, it's not. <laughs> yes, it is. If you watch on TV, it's a movie. It's a movie. If you watch a music video on TV, it's a movie. Yeah, that's a movie. It's a short. <sighs> Man, you're a wild one. Well, UMG uh, they are a huge, huge record label, Universal Music Group. They sold 10% of their company to a Chinese company called Tencent. And uh, what could this mean for the future of 
the music industry and censorship because we all know, you know, China likes to, like censorship. That's what they do. So it, it's a really interesting thing that, you know, they sold that much of the company. That's a, that's a significant chunk. So it's kind of like it's kind of scary because, first of all, like why did they sell it? You know what yeah. I mean? Like why? There's like like no why do they need? Do they need cash? Is something going on? Like what? I don't. I mean, I don't understand any of the ins and outs of this kind of corporate world, but. The fact that they sold it is weird, and then they sold it to like the fucking worst government agency ever, like the most censored place to be in. I think besides like parts China. of the Middle East, yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And parts it's, of Africa, I don't know, man. I don't know. And like everybody is signed in some capacity in a tiered aspect to UMG. It is really strange because I mean, with with them owning ten percent, they do have a say in what is actually put out, you know, what the label it can actually have on it and how it's portrayed and how it's put out to the masses, you know? It's so it's it's very strange. But anyway, um getting back to some other idiotic things. Uh some some guy mm-hmm. said they say he's a super fan. He's getting sued by Guns N' Roses because he helped leak 97 songs from the band uh, that were actually found in the ex-manager of the band in his storage locker. So he that was auctioned off because he wasn't paying the bill and this random guy bought bought the storage unit and found all these tapes and all this stuff in the in the unit and decided to leak it all online. <laughs> so now I've he's getting sued. So like I, I first, when I first read the headline, of course I'm like, oh, dude, Guns N' Roses are fucked up. They're suing this guy. And then I read more about the story, and so you're right. This this guy bought for like 15 grand. He bought all these tapes from this from this ex manager dude, and he actually got help from other Guns N' Roses fans in his area. They all chipped in money, and he drove all the way out half across the country to buy this storage locker, and then later on he sold it back to Guns N' Roses. For fifteen grand, like the exact amount that he purchased it for, like they, he didn't make no money on this whatsoever. Yeah, like that's a nice thing to do. Yeah, he didn't have to do that. No, he could have just fucking released them. So then he sells them back to Guns N' Roses, makes his money back, signs a contract saying that he won't release any of the music, and then what does he fucking do? He releases the music, bro. <laughs> come on, what are you doing, man? Yeah, I know. Like, not only did you make no money off of this deal. But now you're going to lose money. Exactly. Dumb, dumb. <laughs> but apparently, yeah, a lot of the songs are um, just reworkings of stuff from Chinese democracy and some stuff from Lose Your Illusion. But then there, apparently there's a lot of stuff with uh, Josh Freed's on drums, which was never really released on Chinese democracy, and a lot of stuff with Buckethead, which is cool too, which I didn't even know that that stuff was ever even leaked. But maybe I'll give it a shot and give it a, try to find it and give it a listen. But um, the original members, or some of the original members of Dillinger Escape Plan, 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 fuck, Dillinger Escape Plan, they have a new band, and uh, they put out a new song called Choir Boy, and I guess the band's name is Choir Boy as well, but unfortunately, you can only listen to it if you subscribe to them on Patreon, so that kind of sucks, so I didn't even get to listen to it, but if you're a fan of the original singer of Dillinger and the guitar player, then you might be interested in this. It probably sounds cool. I don't know. I'm sure it sounds cool. Dillinger Escape Plan was, I mean, fucking phenomenal. 
Well, I didn't even know they had a different singer early on. To be honest, I had no idea. But whatever. And I think, I, I wonder if Choir Boys is, is from that quote that Arnold did in uh, whatever movie he was in, but he, but he said, you are a choir boy compared to me. Is that, it, that, was is that from Kindergarten Cop? <laughs> was it? I feel like it I was too. I was thinking that. I think it was Kindergarten Cop. You're a choir know. boy compared to me. Maybe Jingle All the Way? I don't know. I feel like no matter how bad your Arnold impersonation is, everybody knows what who you're trying to impersonate. Oh, exactly. Because there's nobody that sounds like that man. <laughs> You'll never meet anybody that sounds like him. Like seriously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's um, good stuff. <laughs> so go check that out. Go subscribe to their Patreon, I guess, if you want to hear it that bad. But uh some sad news. Jacob Sheldon, uh jazz legend. He died, I think he was age eighty eight. He died this last week. Um, he did a lot with Schoolhouse Rock and, uh, he actually wrote the, what is it? The, the bill one. What was the bill one? Just a bill on Capitol Hill. Just a bill on Capitol Hill. Like the most. I know that's the name of the song, but yeah, that's, that's, that's it. Yeah. So that was him. So jazz legend did it. I think 88. Um, let's see what else we got here. Okay. You clearly didn't fucking read these until right now, right? What? The Jacob Sheldon one? No, the Fat Mike one. No, I I read that one. I read it before I even saw it in the notes. But the uh fat but the Fat Mike. Dude, what is wrong with me today? You can say that the Fat Mike. God damn, Fat Mike, the singer from No Effects. He has stated that he is going to be starting his own podcast. And it it'll be like a like a love line. Yes. Type, That's what bothers podcast. me the most is that he Why? thinks he's because he fucking thinks like this is like it's so it's so ground. I'm so tired of Fat Mike. So tired of Fat Mike. <laughs> he thinks why? this is so groundbreaking. He probably thinks like, "Oh, this is so cool. This is gonna help so many people." And all he's gonna do is just have fucking stupid drunk artists be on the podcast with him, and then he's just gonna give bad advice. At least like Doctor Drew gave sound advice, sound medically backed advice. Like because Fat he's a doc- Mike, Fat Mike is just gonna tell people the stupidest shit and then people are going to go out and get like STDs because they're fucking dumb and you're going to listen to Fat Mike. I don't think I don't think that's going to happen. Come honestly. on, Tyler. Come on. I think I think the idea did is Did you ever to, listen to Loveline? I did. I, I used did to you hear, all the time. Did you hear some of those fucking idiots I would call into there? Yes, I do remember that. Just but imagine I think, that with like no <laughs> no boundaries whatsoever. No 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 call screeners. Now now Fat Mike is just gonna take calls from the fucking weirdest people and put them on his podcast and give him horrible, horrible advice. I think the idea here is that because you know he's into like a more like alternative lifestyle, like sexually, I think the idea is to open people's minds or broaden their minds to different lifestyles. I think that's kind of what he's he's getting out with this podcast, not necessarily to give advice saying, Oh, you should go have sex with that person and try not to get an STD. I think but it's, that's not, it's that's a not little bit more complex than that. I know it's not, it's not what it was about. It was about relationship advice as well. But no, love line was strictly a people to call into and have a safe space, much like what fat Mike is trying to do for their alternative lifestyle. Cause love line never had people call up and say, Hey, I'm just like having, I, I, you know, I fuck. I don't even know, dude. But like, <laughs> Loveline, Loveline was cool because people could have a safe space to go and call in, not give their name or anything, and Doctor Drew could give them sound advice with literally zero, kind of like resentment or zero kind of any, and no, there was no judgment whatsoever. And Fat Mike will do the same. There will be no judgment. Anybody can talk about whatever they want. But I think this is this is twofold. It's Fat Mike just kind of trying to again talk about his cool lifestyle that he fucking lives. 
and he's just going to give bad advice to people. And if you want to live an alternative lifestyle, that's fine. That's There's nothing wrong with that. But you need to do it in a safe and clean manner. And I think Fat Mike is disgusting and dirty, and everything he's ever done is dirty. <laughs> and he probably has like multiple STDs that he's probably spread to other people, and he wow. thinks that's cool. Well, I don't know. That's what that. bothers me. And you are you're passionate about this. I'm just one. I'm fu- I'm so fucking done with Fat Mike. He's I, I hate using this word. I don't, I don't use it like ever because it's a dumb word. But I think Fat Mike's a fucking sellout. I think he's a sellout. <laughs> I think he's a joke. <laughs> I think No Effects have been pop punk since like fucking Pump Up the Valium. <laughs> I think you're just like you're really jumping to conclusions here. Like you're judging you're judging this entire thing. On nothing. <laughs> You're no, just I'm judging. This all no, up. that's that. That's completely false. I'm judging this the whole thing based on what Fat Mike has done, has said, has written in the past. Doesn't mean that's how this is going to be. Well, you when just you got, don't know yet. When you got priors, you know, you you kind of fall into this certain. I mean, you're right. This could be complete. I could be completely wrong. Yes, but you probably will be. But when somebody does something over and over and over and over, and they say, "Hey, guess what I'm going to do next." Your fucking normal human nature is gonna think in your mind. Okay, you're gonna do the same thing you've done fucking five times. He could right. not. I don't know. He. I have no idea. You never know. Yeah, I mean that's true. Yeah, you really don't. But I'm don't a gambling man. I gamble. I love gambling. Yeah. I'll tell you what I'm gambling on is this podcast is gonna be exactly how I said it. I don't think it will. But let's bet on it. You want to bet? Put, no. Put your I'm not a put man. your money where your mouth is. <laughs> I will bet you. I'm not a betting man. That's what I thought. Uh. Let's move on to something a little bit happier. Uh, All Time Low, a band that you and I are not fond of. They are doing something kind of cool with their friends and I think it was a Baltimore or, I don't know, Vermont, somewhere like that. They are On January 26th of this year, they're going to be playing their friend's brewery. Uh, they're going to be bartending. They're going to be playing a, a small little gig in the brewery. Um, and they're going to have their own special beer brewed by them. It's going to be a blonde ale. And uh, yeah, it's free if you're if you're in the area. You do have to be 21 years or older to get in. But it's what's called, the it's beer a, called? Uh, I don't know, but oh. it's it's it it's at Full Tilt Brewery in Baltimore, Maryland. On the it's actually on the wait, is it on the 20th or the 26th? I don't know. One of those two days. I don't fucking know, but it doesn't matter. Uh, but yeah, it's called Dear Maria. Count me in. That is the name of the beer, and it's, it's apparently Beer Maria. Is it Beer Maria? Oh, yeah, because their their most popular like song is called Dear Maria. Yes. Okay, I see. So it's here. Beer Maria. That's why I thought it was so. It made me giggle. Like that's really clever. And it's not a fucking IPA, so I'm stoked about it. But you're not even going to be in Baltimore. Don't care if I was in Baltimore, I'd go to this. I know you would. After you're they left or before cuck. they got there, because it would be less crowded. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, um, Nirvana. Do you what? know play any simple creature songs or no? I doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nirvana, they have re- reunited once again, the surviving members of the band. So Dave Grohl, Chris Novoselic, and Pat Smear have reunited uh, just for their one-off show again. It happened a couple of days ago. But it was kind of cool. Beck uh, was there, sang a few songs and played guitar the entire time. Uh, and then Dave Grohl's daughter, his 13-year-old daughter, came up and played Lithium, which was... Oh, no, Heart Shaped Box. I'm sorry. She played Heart Shaped Box. Or she sang Heart Shaped Box, which was interesting. I mean, kind of cool, but I don't know. 
You don't yeah. like this stuff, huh? I, I, I only, I only don't hate it because it was for like a charity event. Yeah. And because so like, uh, this was this was going on when I was looking at Alternative Nation, which is if, if anybody goes to like music websites, that's the fucking worst. That is the absolute worst. And so their their headline was like Nirvana, like raping people with ticket prices. Like what the fuck? And so I clicked on it, of course, because I'm a sucker. And yeah. <laughs> I was like, wait a second, dude. They're not like they're not murdering people with ticket prices. They're raising money, and that's why tickets are so high. Like this is not like a concert put on for fans. This is a concert put on for like a benefit for rich people to come and spend a bunch of money. <laughs> so in that capacity, I think it's okay. I guess. But yeah. overall, I dude, I just don't care. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see nobody a point cares. In it. I really don't see a point in it either. It's whatever. I mean, it w- what would have been really cool, I thought, would have would have, would be um, if Kurt's daughter Frances came and sang a song or two. That's what I that was thinking cool. too. That would be cool. That would be really really cool. Or did something with Dave Grohl's daughter? Well, I mean, they did. She sang. She sang Heart Shaped Box. No, if no, like like. Uh, Francis Bean Cobain did something with Kurt Cobain's daughter at the same oh, time. Oh, oh, I see what you mean. Like a yeah, collab. Yeah. yeah, that would have been cool too. Absolutely. Or, I mean, just to have Francis there in general to, to do it, I mean, that'd be cool. But um didn't happen. But anyway, I mean, people had, had a good time, I'm sure. I'm sure they had fun playing together again, playing those songs that they don't play very often. So good for them. Good for them. Yeah, I'm sure Dave grew out a blast. I'm sure he did. He's a, living like his a cool best dude. life, baby. <laughs> I don't know why you talk shit on him. I don't. Like he, I don't. I just think that I think he's having a blast. I think John Gentile from the Punk New Podcast, I like, kind of put Punk it best. New? Punk New Podcast <laughs> put it best when he, when he was kind of saying like Dave Grohl kind of oversaturates himself in the music realm, but it's not because like he's not relevant or he's bad or he's dumb. It's just because he's such a nice guy. That you could be like, hey, Dave Grohl, I'm filming a documentary. You want to be in it? There's free beer. And Dave Grohl's like, yeah, fuck it, dude. I'm down. <laughs> like he's, he's, he's just always down to hang out. And yeah. now it's gotten to the point that if Dave Grohl ever says no to you, then you'll be like the first person Dave Grohl's ever said no to. And then therefore, you're going to label him a douchebag or an asshole. And so Dave Grohl just says yes to everybody because he doesn't give a fuck. He just wants to hang out, party, and just be cool. Yeah, then he's a cool dude. I like Dave Grohl. But uh, the the last thing we have here is is not a very cool thing. Uh, really, actually, lame. Coachella, Coachella 2012. The lineup has been announced. If you have not already seen it, um, the big headliners: Friday night, Rage Against the Machine. Uh, Saturday night, Travis Scott, and Sunday night is Frank Ocean. I was looking. I looked through the entire list. There's only three artists that I'd actually want to see on this, and two of them I could see at like small venues. So. I would. I mean, just it's crazy how bad this this lineup is, and how it gets worse and worse every year. Well, I think. Wait, who are the three that you that you want to see? I mean, Rage, obviously. Um, Run the Jewels, and then uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Oh, all on the same day. That's good. Yeah, they're all. Just go the day. first day. <laughs> no. Oh, you I can't. Do that. You have to buy the whole weekend. Yeah, I forgot. Sorry. But no, I'm not, not hip on Coachella. It's crazy how how bad this shit is, but whatever. I don't I, even know. Is I there anybody you'd want to see? Honestly, I would like to see like the whole Danny Elfman thing. 
that might be cool, but then you might as well just go to like him doing a show at like a theater. True. Probably be way better. True, but I but I think kind of in the same vein as as when like um do they have Hans Zimmer or was it John Williams that they did Coachella with like two or three years ago? It's probably Hans Zimmer. That was John Williams. I'm. I want to. I think it was Hans Zimmer too. But yeah. So I. I think. I think you're gonna see more. Pretty much like Zero Nightmare for Christmas, and you'll see more like the intro to The Simpsons. You'll hear, and then it's gonna go into pretty much everything Danny Elfman has done. And it would be cool to kind of hear him do his own take on some of the bigger bands that are playing Coachella. Yeah, but I doubt he's gonna do that. But he's like second build, and even the second build, he's like five deep. Yeah, I, I but I don't see him doing anything crazy or out of the ordinary. He'll probably just do a lot of like Nightmare Before Christmas stuff, and that's pretty much it. Maybe like Pirates of the Caribbean, or was that Hans Zimmer? Did Danny Elfman do Pirates? I think it was Hans Zimmer. No, it anyway. definitely wasn't. It definitely wasn't Danny Elfman. It wasn't goofy enough. <laughs> I don't think Danny yeah. Elfman's ever done like a like a super serious thing in his life. <clears throat> But yeah. one one other thing that I that I like it's 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 fun to note I guess is that I think this is one of the first times in a while that Coachella the three headliners has not been a female. Does that mean anything? Mm. Like Raging Against the Machine is an absolute no brainer. Clearly, they're going to do Coachella. Yeah, but tra- having Travis Scott and Frank Ocean as the other two headliners is weird, especially when Frank Ocean, the second bill number one name is Lana Del Rey. I think it's a little bit strange that there's not one female artist in the top three. But hasn't Frank Ocean? He he's more he's more popular than Lana Del Rey. Still, man, Coachella is very. I mean, this, like going through their website, they are very PC. I guess like to the extreme. Yeah, like to that. Like they're they're the they're the they're they're ground zero for that. <laughs> and so I think it's weird that they didn't have one female. I mean, dude, fucking Beyonce's played Ariana Grande. Yeah, I mean, I think honestly, there are very few female artists that are bigger than somebody like Frank Ocean. You know, like ta- like Taylor Swift would be one of them. Taylor um, Swift would never play Coachella. But I'm just saying, like, you know, the female artists like that. They should have put fucking Regina Spector. She would never be able to. Have and her. not only that, but they should have got rid of everybody else, <laughs> except for Rage. Except for Rage. Oh, dude, have like Regina open for Rage? That would be the perfect. Have we talked? I think we talked about this last time we did like Rage or Rage or something. I don't think we did. <laughs> I feel like this exact thing came up. Like it would be so sick to see Regina open for Rage because it's so mm. different. And don't forget, like the last time Rage has played big venues like this, all the fans have done was say like, "Give me Rage!" Like they chant throughout the performance entire like the entire performance of the previous bands until Rage comes on. And I think the last Coachella, they were throwing things on stage, like multiple bands before Rage came on because they only wanted to see Rage. I mean, I I can understand that, but uh, I don't know. There, there's Who really fuck Coachella. It's stupid. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's let let's let's move on and get out of here and get on to the to the big episode that we got. Um. So yeah, that that's it for Asinine Radio. Uh, do you, I mean, do you have anything else to say or I mean, anything I else to talk about because I'm just trying to buy time because I'm, 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 I'm ill prepared. I'm going to finally rate this beer cause I haven't rated it at all Ooh, yet. Remember I gave yeah. it minimum two twenty five, and I said, I'm probably going to lean into the 2.7 range. Yeah. This is getting, I, I don't know if it's, if, if it's a 13% hitting me. Whoa. I heard something. Yeah. Sorry. I don't, yeah. I don't know if it's a 13% hitting me or if it's just getting better with age. In this past hour, 
but uh, I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm doing 2.8. Two, you're going that high? I'm doing 2.8. This is this oh. is really good. That's really high. Yeah, that's it, that's gross. It's got like this super strong, uh, like caramel flavor that just hits you at the very like the very back end of it. It's thick. It's sweet. It's sticky almost. And when I poured <sighs> when I poured the rest of it into my little snifter glass, <laughs> if you if you've ever poured like syrup into a ramekin or a small bowl, and you can see the syrup hit the flat part of the syrup that is going into and it makes that little indentation you know what i mean <laughs> that's what this looked like when it was poured into like when you pour water into water like a water cup it just goes in and makes it super easy no big deal but this makes like an indentation into the flat part what the fuck so you know it's thick <laughs> oh my god it's almost like I, jello i think you're you're also getting a little more buzzed so maybe that's what that's why you give it a higher rating that's possible Two point eight. I don't care. It's good. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, I'm glad you gave it something that high. But that's it. That's all for the first week of January 2020. Go to iTunes. Go rate us. Subscribe to us uh, on there. Follow our social medias <laughs> at Asinai Radio. And um, I don't even know. Maybe that's it. That's all. <laughs>